This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Hey, everybody. Jim Cummings here with an important announcement. Are you listening? Good. I have no idea what the hell is going on with these conversations with the fake Onaka and the things. No, we're doing it. It's a tribute. It's a tribute. They're going to make me sick. This is Hondo Onaka. Ignore these nimrods. Hello, and welcome to Conversations. I'm Charles. And I'm Pat, and this is a very special Conversations annual. Ooh. I know. This, this is, is odd. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, different than what we're used to. We don't usually do annuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a first time for everything. Exactly. Especially this year when we are joining, might I say, 77 other podcasts so far so So far far. yes although quite the auspicious number today um, just as long as it's past 66 that's all i care (laughs) star wars podcast day where a bunch of well 77 other podcasts that uh, focus on star wars are releasing special episodes on february 7th and it's to celebrate the joy and how much star wars has brought to our community And we are more than happy this year to finally join this movement and this great community to uh, release a special episode on February 7th itself. So that's why it's a special episode. Exactly. exactly. I get it now. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay, so being as it's a special episode for Star Wars Podcast Day, we should talk about something special. Let's talk about Star Wars bars. Ooh. The old watering hole the old... of a uh, <laughs> long time ago. But quite pivotal when you think about it. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, I mean, some major stuff happens in Star Wars bars. Uh-huh. Like, how else would Obi-Wan, Luke, and the droids get off that win? Right. Or how would, you know, generations of young teenagers avoid death sticks? That's true. Uh, and additionally, how else? What? <laughs> um, oh boy! How else would Mando catch Ratio Sands? Yes, indeed. And if it weren't for Star Wars bars, DJ Rex would be unemployed. Mm-hmm. Well, let's delve into this because uh, already we've uh, hit a few massive marks in the Star Wars lore. So let's journey back, shall we? Sure. To, to 77. 77. Ah. <laughs> we are going back to 1977 for the Cantina in A New Hope. Yeah. Well, okay, so the first bar mentioned in Star Wars. Okay. Of course, Tashi Station. Oh, deep yeah. cut. Nicely done. Nicely which, done. Which, I mean, we've spoken to our friend Rob, who... um records the Jedi Temple Archives podcast about creating or or coming up with an idea for a power converter drink. I assume it's got jet fuel of some kind. Right. Uh, perhaps some coaxium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also probably a bang energy drink. Right. And maybe some because monkey lizard why in there. why not? <laughs> or, sorry, coaxium monkey lizard in there. Yes. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> coaxium monkey lizard. That's the one that always gets the fuel. That puts you over the edge. <laughs> he's the one that, yeah, he's the one that pumps your, uh, 
pumps your tank. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so there's Tashi Station, which, I mean, seems to be like the local hangout. It does. Even and though that course, the, the interpretation, of course, Tashi Station would be like almost like a, a parts uh, or, you know, repair area. But no, it's not. I mean, it's, you know, it's clearly business in the back and party in the front. <laughs> you get your, your, your hyperdrive tweaked in the back and you, you have a couple spirits with your friends up front. Right. Yeah, the okay. reverse mullet. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we, we hear about it uh, when, of course, Luke is famously uh, protesting uh, doing chores, much like my own daughter. Um, <laughs> but then we don't see it until uh, The Mandalorian. That's right. Yeah. But it is the first bar named in Star Wars. Named, right. But then we fast forward a little bit to sort of see it. So, yeah, we're chronologically yeah. speaking, we're sort of on a different track. But definitely that's... We're jumping around for sure. But George Lucas did the same thing. Right, right. He had total, you know, total creative control on that side. Yeah. And whereas we just have control. <laughs> and very little of it. <laughs> right. I mean, you have control. I just say stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, So so then... The first bar that we see is Mos Eisley. Yeah, the cantina. cantina. Yeah. yeah, and let's not forget the live music. Okay. Classic song. Classic. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, figuring Dan and the modal, the modal notes. notes. Uh-huh. Play it again. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're, they're kicking off those lively beats. And, um, you know, like we said earlier, that's, that's where the main protagonists find their way off planet. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen. They probably would have looked for some other pilot who would have turned him into the Empire. End of story, case closed. Right, and Han shot only, of course. <laughs> if it weren't for the, that scruffy nerf herder in that <laughs> wretched hive of scum and villainy. And flipping him a coin for sorry for the mess. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's you, you, you owe the guy a tip, at right. least. You're leaving a dead Rodian in a, in a booth. Right. Come on. Curiously, there is a lack of a bar, as far as I know, in Empire Strikes Back. Um, well, I mean, I guess so. I mean, there's a couple of places that could be considered a bar, like the misty pit of that creature on the asteroid sort of has like the feeling of a bar where it's seedy, well, moist, Where like smoky. you need to like wash your shoes when yes. you get home. <laughs> Yikes. It's sort of like a bar. <laughs> Let's agree to disagree. I, I feel like <laughs> if any place in Empire is going to have a bar, it's going to be Lando's quarters in Cloud City. Right. Of course. You, yeah. Come you on. Think that would be the first place and last place on Cloud City. And it would be an exclusive bar, of course. For- well, of course it would. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and, you know, your bar in, in Empire, if there were one, which I'm sure there would be, would uh, certainly Lando would have like complete access to right them. and almost like a private exclusive access vip um the velvet rope would match his velvet cape yeah Ooh, come on nice nice absolutely so we go from uh, empire strikes back to the return of jedi and the first yeah. bar that we see is jabba's bar well of course right <laughs> sort of a I dive mean, <laughs> in order for anybody to want to hang out with that slug they got to be ripped <laughs> why would they need a drink serving droid if not to sling drinks. And right? who better to serve these drinks than R2-D2, right? Well, of course. I mean, he's a good multitasker. <laughs> right He's height. able to, like, maneuver the crowds. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He'd be great. Demand tips. And he's not going to get all judgy when you're, like, a little over the top and asking for more. <laughs> judgy? You know? Yeah. He'd he just gets be it. like, beep, beep, whoop. 
go mix your drink. That's what he would do. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's how it would go. And then, you know, as as you had mentioned, there's the bar in uh, Attack of the Clones. Yes. And uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin are, are trying to find the shapeshifter. Well, before we get to Attack of the Clones, we can't forget Club Obi-Wan. Oh. Well, Club Obi-Wan is in uh, Indiana Jones, but I think it still counts as a Star Wars bar. <laughs> I think so as well. Because... I mean, it's got Obi-Wan in the title, so I can only imagine. Now, right, right. now um, <laughs> why isn't there a real-world Club Obi-Wan? There should be. We need to talk to the folks at uh, Lucasfilm about building one at Hollywood Studios. I think the folks at Lucasfilm need to talk to us because we got the ideas. Right. And Disney Springs is like, it is a great place to have. I mean, they could do it. They already got Jock Lindsay's. Come on, Disney, get your act together. <laughs> Club Obi-Wan is ripe for the picking. I mean, I mean, on. are you serious right now? Like, they show we should do it. Yeah, it, we, let's pitch it. Let's pitch it. Uh, I'm doing it. I'm writing, dear Lucasfilm. <laughs> oh, man. Dear, dear Mr. Disney. Nope, he's Ign- not there anymore. Ignoring the restraining orders, please consider the following idea. Yeah. <laughs> Number yeah. 478. I'm writing this from outside of 500 yards, as promised. <laughs> Yeah, but so yes. I guess I guess Club Obi Wan works right, and chronologically it's it's in order. But you know, it's Club Obi Wan. I think it's worthy of a mention. All right, I mean, I'll allow it. All right, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Attack of the Clones and the yeah. Outlander Club. Yeah, talk about it. Yet another pivotal uh, bar scene. Um, I mean, it's not really pivotal, but. Like, they go there to find the... Well, defense. yeah. I mean, it's Zam Wessel's yeah. in there, and I mean... That's true. If it wasn't for Zam Wessel, what else would Rob from the Jedi Temple Archives podcast use to filter, you know, Star Trek Trekkers from, right, from right. like, real nerds. Right, exactly. So that's... Exactly. That's primarily the first part of it. But you've got uh, Daniel Faitoni, of course, who's played by Anthony Daniels. But yeah. it's, it's funny, but like Daniel Faitoni, that sounds very much like Dave Filoni. No, I think it's Anthony Daniels, like reversed. I know, but I, I get that oh. part. But I also get the feeling of Dave Filoni. But he wasn't sort of in the realm of Star Wars at this point. But no, it's, I mean, I'm sure he was born, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get the I get no, more of a feeling cool. from alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. And there's also Elan Slezbango. Uh, Sleaze Bago, because he's like Sleaze Bag. Okay, great. Right, right. Yeah. And that's the Destix guy we talked about. Right, right, right. He was also in The Matrix. Exactly. Not that, you know, that has anything to do with anything. But he's in a bar in The Matrix, too. (laughs) What? Exactly. My goodness. So ridiculous. (laughs) Destix. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, well, so, uh, Revenge of Sith probably doesn't. Now, before we get to Revenge of the Sith, do you think that Dex's diner serves alcohol? No, of course not. It's a family establishment. It's a diner? You wouldn't need to serve yeah. like McUltra or something like that? Nothing like that? No? No. no. All right. All right. All right. No, he might have Fanta Brew or something, but that's it. <laughs> it's like a, a spritzer. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, that's yeah, I mean, cool. that's, that's not, cool. not going to knock you down. No, it's not. It's not heavy no. stuff, but, you know, it's like uh, light, uh, light beer stuff. I feel, look, he's a hard worker. 
He's like trying to sling some sandwiches and stuff. He's not trying to get people blitzed in his diner. He ain't That's nothing but trouble for him. Right. He's not going to get the liquor license for that. Right. No. Okay. He doesn't. No. Right. I don't think so. It was worth I think the question. He's, All right. I think he's on the up and up. You know, if he makes he makes a good enough sandwich, people are going to come there to eat. <laughs> they don't need to worry about his, you know, his cocktails and stuff. So, I mean, I'm sure Maz Kanata's castle has some sort of uh, spirit cash. Oh, for that, sure. Um, you know, that people can uh, imbibe. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, of course, of course, you know, we've got the, the Last Jedi, which has Canto Bite. I'm Absolutely. sure people are people are down in some drinks over there, and not like the cheap stuff either. We're talking top shelf or the high right. ground, of, uh, right? Like the chosen one whiskey, <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, yeah, I mean, she goes to Tatooine, so uh huh. I don't know. She might go back to one of the mosses. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, before we get too far ahead of ourselves here. Right. There's quite a few bars in the Clone Wars that we see. Oh, boy. But none more important than that one little hideout on Florum. Oh, yeah. Headed okay. by our favorite misunderstood, misrepresented pirate. Wait, 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 wait. You say pirates like it's a bad thing. I prefer the term entrepreneur. Hondo Anaka. <laughs> yes. But we got yes, indeed. Yes, we've got uh, quite a few bars that we've you know we visited in uh, the Clone Wars with whether it's uh, Obi Wan Kenobi or Anakin again, sort of you know mixing with the lower levels of Coruscant for whatever given uh, mission that they're on. But uh, who else would we feature than Hondo Naka on uh, Florum for that? And well, who else is there? <laughs> exactly. And if we skip towards uh, Rebels, we've got Old Joe's Pit Stop that makes several appearances within the, that series. And one of the first episodes with uh, Empire Day and uh, they're uh, yeah. slinging back a few uh, few drinks there. But uh, for sure, uh, Maz Kanata is the latter-day version of the uh, cantina on Moss Eisley. Yeah, all right. I mean, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I'll, I'll allow it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's those. Right. And of course, you know, you have Moss Pelgo. Ooh, uh -huh. very nice. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Cop fan. Uh-huh. And his buddy, the Weequay bartender. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like that, dude. <laughs> He knows it. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's your Mando one. Mm -hmm. I see you got Book of Boba Fett. Right. I'm sure Danny Trejo's got some watering hole. He, <laughs> he probably owns and uh, yeah, I'm makes sure his own alcohol for it. <laughs> right. He's like, they're filming. He's like, oh, I didn't realize. He's not, cause he's just, that's his yeah. thing. Here, listen, uh -huh. take a drink of this. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Danny Trejo. He's the best. Um, so not only that, but then Boba Fett ends up in Jabba's palace. So again, Full circle, right? Yeah, you, right. you've got your you've got your bar in there for sure. You know what else is full circle? What's full circle? Ponda Baba and Doctor uh, Avazon in Rogue One. That's true. Yeah, is there a bar I'm... in Rogue One? Jeddah seems like an upstanding type of place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd think that. Um... No, there isn't. No. I mean, apart but, from, but but you know who does have a bar? I'm sure that strip joint that uh, Cassie and Andor visits. 
<laughs> this is very true. Well, that is a very high-end bar. Well, maybe not so high-end because you got those lower-end security guards who are attending. Yeah, that. they don't make enough money to be <laughs> just flinging, flinging credits for top-shelf stuff. That's true. But uh, I think most importantly, the most pertinent bars mm. in Star Wars Galaxy. Ooh. I, I, I would say there's two of them. Okay. Speaking of sequel trilogy, then original trilogy, really, and to some degree, prequel trilogy, uh, on a little uh, backwater planet called Batu. Oh. There is a, uh, a small joint called Oga's Cantina. Dang. Very true. And the drinks are fine, and the drink makers are even better. Yeah, and the, and the entertainment is leaps and bounds away from the modal nodes <laughs> and, and the likes of Mac Rebo. This is true, yeah. Because you got the, the techno talent of DJ Rex, yes. who, of course, was once a pilot on Star Tours. Some good lore there. And he was and, supplanted and, by... You know, since since C-3PO. C-3PO took yeah. over... You know, he was—he had to go in the unemployment line for a little bit, but he, he did all right for himself. Didn't last long. Didn't last long at all. No, no. Yeah. And, you know, he bops up and down. He's got some good tunes going. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of him. Right. We've been there a few times. Absolutely amazing. And the drinks are fantastic. And like you said, the the uh, drink slingers are even better. Totally worth the time there. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you're walking into what you see in the movies, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool. You know, you got you got some hors d'oeuvres. Some little appetizers mm-hmm. for us non-French, <laughs> and um, and uh, and of course some some good uh, in-universe drinks there as well. Yes, and they got some like fizzy stuff and everything else. Like it's, they got some weird stuff. Yeah, and the frozen good. ones. Yeah, the frozen one that you got there that was fantastic. That uh, yeah, yeah, and it was hot because it's May Fourth. Remember? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Someone got a little bit of heat stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't May 4th, though. That was the other time. That's right. That's true. That's true. In what, July? June? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, um, it's neat because it's got that original trilogy feel to it, but also it's um, it's unique in many of its own regards. Like like when you would go and see, you know, taps of your favorite beers at some bar you've never been to. It's like, oh, it's familiar. You know, you see, see the stuff behind the bars is very familiar, but it's its own entity. Yes, and they've got callouts to all of the different parts of the Star Wars lore, and you've got little details that are fantastic. And you, when you look, you take a second and third look, and it just keeps going deeper and deeper to the attention to detail is, is phenomenal. And we've got two other, I would say, exclusive bar experiences. One that we haven't been on yet, which is oh, the yeah? Halcyon. Yeah, the Halcyon. Oh, is there a bar there? It's the Sublight Lounge, yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's Star right. Cruiser, you know, uh, Leanne actually from uh, Most Things Kenobi, she's been there, but uh, yeah, and and Nick as well from um, uh, CGS Props, he's been there as well. Oh yeah, so it's uh, it's quite the exclusive. And part. our friend David is. That's right. That way. That's right. So we've got a few people that we know, a um, few friends of the podcast who are going there. So Sublight is like below light speed. Yes. But if you're going to kick it up a notch, then oh. you're going to go to hyperspace. Absolutely. And, and the you go hyperspace for that? lounge aboard the Disney Wish. <laughs> Who's been there? Uh, well, he's got two thumbs and sometimes he sounds like Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> 
So oh, I think you mean this guy. Absolutely. So without being spoilery, because this is a very brand new experience, and Tom right. and Michelle from the Hyperion Adventures podcast, yeah, yeah, we wouldn't want to spoil it for them, but no, and for anybody else who's about to go there, how would you uh, explain that experience? Um, they have strong drinks, and I blacked out. <laughs> No, 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 no. That sounds like I... uh, Hondo and Aka's place on Florham. That's what that sounds like, actually. <laughs> Listen, uh, they do have strong drinks, but I can hold my liquor. They are not um, top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's too expensive. We charge you top shelf, but we don't give it. We charge top shelf, but serve bottom shelf. <laughs> oh, oh, what a swindler. Um, you think he knows what that means? He's fired. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, entrepreneur, I don't think it's a secret that I wore my Ben Kenobi Obi Wan series uh, uh, outfit when I went there because, well, I'm a dork <laughs> and a nerd. The bar keeps uh, did appreciate it to a certain degree mm-hmm. uh, because you know. I look like stepped off the, uh, the the film set, and they were like, ah, I see what you're doing here. Nice. Uh, a lot of the patrons, however, were like, what's this guy doing, and why is he wrapped in a blanket? <laughs> um, which, I, don't, I wasn't the costume designer. I just, I just mimicked it. I don't know. Exactly. I didn't call it uh, a blanket. Right. And also, like, when the wind kicks up, it's nice to be able to put that over your face so you don't breathe in the dust. And all that sand? I mean, right. On, thank right? you. Thank you. It makes sense. <laughs> and then with the back, you got all the extra stuff on the back. You throw it over the top. So you, you have a little shape from the sun. Right. Just come not, on. I mean, it makes sense. You're at sea. So I guess I can understand the. Uh, <laughs> the it's the hyperspace lounge. So like you hyperspace to different places, Charles. <laughs> Follow along. <laughs> you don't just stay in the same place. Yes. You start out on the ship. You know what? Never mind. Never Don't mind. worry about it. It's, Don't worry about it. It's completely based on the amount of drinks you're having. I exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when the when the viewport gets blurry, I was like, We're in hyperspace. And my wife was like, No, you're drunk. Drunk. <laughs> Go home. Oh my goodness. So it's very cool. It's it's uh, unique. Um it's actually and you know, like the lights in there have these little designs around the edges and they look like the kind of designs that are like the embellishments towards the top of the cylindrical buildings in Galaxy's Edge. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it's it's cool because it's like that's definitely that same style of decoration on mm. the on the lights. And, you know, it's got some some cool uh, stuff mm-hmm. like um, artifacts. Okay. As as it were, and also um, some, you know, like exclusive like mugs and things like that. Right. And let's not forget, if you are looking for a uh, a, a quick and complicated divorce, you can always buy the Kyber Crystal drink <laughs> for five thousand dollars. It's complicated. Why? Because you're on a cruise liner and uh, the divorce papers. And you be- got four days left. <laughs> <laughs> and she's already asking to sign the papers. So, I mean, it's like there's not a notary on board, nor are there lawyers. I don't know how we're going to figure this alimony thing out, but I guess we'll get there later. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it is $5,000, but 
And if you're in my position, it's going to cost you way more than everything in your savings account. <laughs> Plus alimony. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you've shared a couple of exclusive experiences that you can have on the cruise that we won't talk about here just for spoilers. But um, it seems very cool as a sort of a deeper layer of the experience itself. It's not just a bar, but they get into it more and they delve into the Star Wars lore and make it that much more enjoyable for the fan who knows what's going on and have a bit more fun with it. And it's it seems like a cool place to hang out. It's kind of a strange position for them to put themselves in. Because when you're in Batu, when you go to Ogas, uh-huh. it's because you're a fan. Okay, nobody's nobody's waiting in line to go to Ogas if they're not a Star Wars fan. Okay, okay? people mm-hmm. might go through the land, take their kids on the rides, which are spectacular, by the way. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking to get a drink in Hollywood Studios or or in Disneyland, you're gonna wait for that experience. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So everybody who's in there is in there because it's Star Wars and it's it's cool as hell. Okay. So you can have that experience where the the barkeeps are like absolutely immersed and in universe and like folks like us that have to, you know, wait to be kicked out because <laughs> like we just want to spend all our time in there. Um it's cool cuz like they're slinging jokes around like about, you know, tauntauns and stuff mm-hmm. and um womp rat insults they're throwing at each other and stuff like that. It's like you know, that's that's cool, and I love it. It's one of my favorite things. Um, I want to have a whole folio of Star Wars insults to hurl at people because I think they're hilarious. <laughs> but when you're on the ship, it's like, you know, here's here's the hyperspace lounge and all, and not everybody might be, like, a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so it becomes one of those things where it's like, you want to be into it as a cast member, but you got you got to walk that fine line, right? Yeah, because you're true. too too much. You come at it too hard with with people that aren't Star Wars fans, and they're like, "This place is weird. I'm out," <laughs> which is fine with me because then there's more bar space. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? I don't have to like be elbow to elbow with some you know person that's looking for Spock in there. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say Star Trek fan. <laughs> I you know go you go see quark if that's what you're into stop it i never said that i never said that michelle michelle he said quark no stop it you didn't hear it anyway so you know it's one of those places that like they can't lay it on too thick right yeah they have to cater to like the wider audience right which i understand Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like i want i want to have that banter back and forth about you know the price of the new t18 <laughs> you know and how it's yeah. astronomical and <laughs> frankly not worth the credit ever since it came out right you know it's worth yeah it's just you know it's one of those things where i uh, you know i'm a big time dork <laughs> and um <laughs> if i'm sitting at the bar belly up to the bar as it were uh-huh and I got a barkeep that's like telling wampa jokes and uh you know saying my mother looks like a rodian like <laughs> I'm down with that. I think that's cool. You know? While slinging drinks and like taking 15 orders from other people and still in universe and 
slinging those insults. And yelling at the other barkeep for not hitting the thing hard enough. Right, right. Because, yeah. you know, every once in a while the power goes out because, you know, the Imperials and they're like rolling blackouts. So to be able to do it, for one thing, is a special skill set. But then to be able to do it and to stay engaging. Yes. And to stay in universe. And I mean, we've gotten a few of them to break for we sure. We always do. Mm-hmm. Because, well, I mean, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> right, right. We're so in universe that it makes the cast members like second guess. <laughs> and, and they're appreciative of it, too, because they oh, yeah. they get the levels of it. Yeah, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm sure they work hard because anybody in Batu, you talk to them, any of the cast members, you talk to them and they all have a backstory. Yep. About how they got to Batu, if they've lived there for forever, what they, you know, what they did before they were telling people that the line starts here and that the, you know, the lightning lane for the smugglers run is closed. Sorry. All that kind of stuff. Before they did that, they have their whole, whole backstory. And all. So they've invested time and imagination into their roles. So. To have people be like, yeah, I'll have a fuzzy tauntaun, thanks, <laughs> uh, bye. You know, it's I'm sure it's boring. Mm-hmm. So I feel like us being foolish like we often are is a breath of fresh air. Absolutely. And we haven't been kicked out yet for it. Yeah. So I imagine it's appreciated <laughs> by them as well. Although I'm pretty sure they have pictures of us as we walk through the gates. <laughs> However. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but, but it's not on the. On the trespass list. True, true. It's on the VIP list. Right. And we like, follow Lando with his uh, velvet rope. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend David has met us in Batu as well. Mm-hmm. And um, he's a big fan of Oga's also. Yes. I'm sure he'll be excited to hear about um, the goings-on in, um, in the hyperspace lounge. Yes. But yeah, so, so that being said, not only are they very instrumental in in a lot of the story arcs in star wars but i mean you can go anywhere and see something that makes you you know say oh that looks like what was in the movies mm-hmm. yep. you know yeah but but these cantinas and all have that ability to really draw you in and and make you feel a part of it not not like the grand scale a part of it like when you're in the resistance and um, Finn is like helping you escape the uh, <laughs> the, the the ship and the, the rise of resistance, you know what I mean? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's like, oh man, what a special thing! I'm glad that I happened to be, you know, tractor beamed by Kylo Ren and then saved by Poe Dameron. You know what I mean? That's cool and all, but there's something about the relatively mundane in a universe like that. It makes you feel like it's legitimate. Yeah, it's know? like the regular Joe. It's the yeah. average person within the Star Wars universe that has the opportunity to interact with the major story arcs of the movie or the story. And right. you can be part of that. Even if it's background, it doesn't matter. It's like you're still one of those pivotal moments within the entire Star Wars story. And it's from the movies themselves to the cast members who make Olga's Cantina and the uh, the lounge that you were in, they all make that experience more real for the fan. And what more would you want? I mean, that's fantastic. It's just such a wonderful thing. Yeah. You know, it's really what brings it down to earth mm-hmm. and makes it feel like that lived in universe that we all 
came to love many, many years ago. What do you mean lived in? That's not real? Well, that's what I'm saying. We live in it. Okay, cool. All right. Now go. Let's go make sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. We get to live in it. Before, it was like watching a documentary series about these people. <laughs> now we get to hang out with them. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, boy. So that's fun. Now I feel like I need to, you know, go get a drink at Ogus. And a Ronto wrap. Well, yeah. I mean, there's always room for a Ronto wrap. <laughs> what are you, crazy? Of course there is. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess that being said, it's time to wrap this up. Yes. Like a Ronto wrap. <laughs> See that? Uh-huh. Oh, boy. This is part of what we do. Um, we're, we're engaged in, in several different endeavors, mostly all relating to Star Wars. (laughs) If, uh, this is your first time listening, we do this, we do a little cosplay. Yes. We do some Star Wars Black Series action figure, um, photos. Some? Photo shoots. Well, several. Yes. Um, several. (laughs) Uh, we do some figure customizations. Yes. We connect with many other podcasts and have made good friends with many of them. Mm. And um, we have like Star Wars dad jokes that are like our favorites. <laughs> um, and um, and that's kind of how we uh, live our lives. So we just decided to press record and here we are. Yes. So, um, and it's like four years almost. Yes, exactly. And that's like, the fantastic part of this is yeah. that the... You know, what started off as a little hobby that uh, you and I shared uh, back when we first met has turned into this wonderful experience that we've had. And now we are celebrating it with Star Wars Podcast Day, and we couldn't be happier than celebrating it with this massive Star Wars community that uh, has brought us so much joy and friends, lifelong friends, that we are eternally indebted for. And couldn't be more happy absolutely hey luke so that being said (laughs) we can be found if you don't know already if you haven't found us there um at conversations.com that's like conversations but with sw for star wars that's pretty cool that's i know we came up with it a while ago (laughs) um we're on facebook.com slash conversations Twitter at Swations. We're Conversations on Instagram. We have a Linktree account that links us to those and more and our friends and the whole bit at link.tree slash Conversations and the Red 5 Podcast Network of which we are proud members at bio.link slash Red 5. What up, Ro? (laughs) We've got um, (laughs) some ridiculous like in-universe commercials. Yes. And um, they're peppered throughout our episodes. And uh, some of them have even made it into uh, artistic forms on some T-shirts. Commerswations. That's in our leaf tree, isn't it? It is. It is. That's <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, so that's us. That's where we are. And that's kind of who we are. And to take us out on Star Wars Podcast Day 2023, who else better than... Hmm, Grandmaster Jedi Yoda, may the Force be with you on Star Wars Podcast Day. Hmm? Greetings.
Kings listener, just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Red 5 Network.